Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello everybody, welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. Marvellous to have you with us. My name's Marcus Speller, Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Luke Moore is present. All right. And Pete Donaldson's bringing up the rear. Hmm. Wonderful time of the year. It's the first proper international uh, football break <laughs> of the season. They do it every year and we welcome it all in with oh, open yeah. international hands. About time. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting really fed up with the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> Becoming a slog at this yeah, point, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. It's it? such a rubbish start to domestic football. The internationals will show us all how it's done, of course. Yeah. Well, uh, it's one of those things where, like, if we slag off Law League football, we're going to upset people. If we slag off international football, who are we slagging off exactly? Well, Pete, hang you're on. What, racists. No one's sl- <laughs> Pete, hang on a minute. We always slag them off. <laughs> In Pete's case, you slag off everyone all the time. Yeah. There's no discrimination here. <laughs> um, I'm not slagging off international football at all. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, no, that, uh, that's what I mean. That's the only person <laughs> we're going to upset. Sven Joran Markerson. Just off the top of my head, he slags off Newcastle every week. Yeah, yeah. He called, no, that's fair. He, yeah, fine. I'm not, I'm not judging it. Yeah. He called Sunderland a bunch of pit yackers. Oh, that was a he's, while ago. That's literally their, uh, their he name. Said, he said Middlesbrough was a dump. Hang on, hang on. Hartlepool's <laughs> a bigger dump. You said... You Peter, said, that's not Sunderland. <laughs> Name. That's, that's certain people's name for some. Yeah. It's not even Sunderland, to be honest. Like, uh, all right, well, let's right. move on before you matter. <laughs> Go on, Luke. Yeah, before we upset everyone. Finish your list. Uh, he slags the Ramble fairly regularly. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, I just slag off the Northeast and the Ramble. I think you that's were, all right, isn't it? I'm you, from the Northeast and I'm in the Ramble, so yeah. I think that's fine. You were, now you were very rude. <laughs> you very rude to Mad Frankie Fraser that time. Yeah. All those oh yeah, years ago. I forgot about that. Yeah, the, it, the gangster. Anyway, you hate, do, you yeah. hate white men. Yeah. He's doing a great effort and and putting across. He's not actually angry, by the way. So, mm. yeah. what, what do you mean? Well, no, you getting irate about that. Even the accus- the, the irony of getting irate at being accused of being angry. Is, Luke, and, and we don't usually record at this hour. That's true. It's very, that true. It's very early. Have you had enough coffee? <laughs> Have you been to one. bed? Could, yeah. <laughs> there was an incredible fight happening outside my uh, house uh, in the middle of the night. Oh yeah, who were you up against? <laughs> 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 that would not have been incredible. So, you versus versus Jim again. Yeah. So, for, for, the, for the record, are you technically at the moment still out? <laughs> <laughs> this is me painting the town red. Yeah. This is me painting the town podcast. I know. Eh? <laughs> Blimey, O'Reilly. Well, uh, Jim, I know you're itching to talk about England. They're away to Malta. Yes. yes. And um, we're going to destroy them, aren't we, Marcus? Let's be honest. honest. <laughs> um, and then a home to Slovakia, of course. England could qualify for Russia with two wins here, and uh, I think if Slovakia. Uh, lose uh, to Slovenia mm. on, on the Friday night. So uh, we could have the flags out 
by, uh, <laughs> by Tuesday morning. The ones attached to the car windows. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Get them back. Good to have them back. England, yeah. England are currently. Uh, you know, I love to throw this in an international break. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do it again. Damn right. England, strap yourselves in, pin your ears back. This is right. something you want to be listening to. England are currently twenty to one to win the World Cup next summer. Well, that's worth uh, with Bet three six five. Ten pound returns. Two hundred and ten pound including stake. The big story. Uh, do, you, big, do you hear that noise? Liv? Yeah, that's money. That's money in my pocket. I'm about pound. to leave my pocket. I'd have a two pound coin on that. Let me just. <laughs> Let me just translate that. Um, that is a license to print money. <laughs> can, I, can, I just, can I just say one of the big stories? One of the big stories around this England squad, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about the Slovakia game afterwards. But is that when Harry Maguire was called up for the first time? He turned up to the, to report for training with his stuff in a bin bag, yeah. right? And everyone thought this is brilliant. This is mm. fantastic, really funny, blah blah. But well, all of his stuff, well, you know, you know, <laughs> normally, you know, you know they normally turn. I mean, the the, the, the the sort of fashion a la mode for England players and mm. for top players is to turn up with a little sort of Louis Vuitton clutch bag. Yeah, and someone else is doing. Yeah, the so, so Maguire turned up with a bin bag. Now, I, I, the cynic in me said, well. His Leicester players, teammates have said to him, well, it's your first England call-up, mm. turn up in a bin bag because that'll be funny. Right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's a massively staged thing. Which, which Steve Claridge would do it. Uh, he, w- he would, but he would have done, done it sincerely way yeah. back yeah, in the okay. day. He and, looks and, like he wears it like a jacket. And, yeah. As a player, Steve Claridge is a, he- is a hero of mine, but even I would say, in his pomp, he was nowhere near an England call-up. <laughs> so that, that's not relevant. But th- th- what I wanted to say was, if that was put up by his Leicester teammates and it was a thing that they did as a joke... Yep. Is there something a bit distasteful about a very, very wealthy man sort of mocking that sort of process by turning st- up, up with stuff in a bin bag? To me, it seems a little bit unsavoury. So well, I'd like to go against the grain. So I didn't personally find it funny. If it was the contents of Jamie Vardy's bin bag, then that would be quite distasteful. Mm, well, after Bull. one of his well, red Bull and skulls. No, <laughs> don't look in it. Don't, yeah. just don't look in it. It's very, don't smell it. When David Beckham, no. when David Beckham first signed for Real Madrid, they went on a pre-season tour, I think, in the Far East, and he turned up at the airport. Ready, ready to go, but he did. He, I don't think he'd met most of his teammates. To be right. honest with you, it was he was very fresh, and uh, he noticed that they would just turned up with those little bags, as you say, Luke. Mm. Yeah, and he had you know sort of three kind of quite big bagfuls of stuff because they were going away for a number of weeks, mm. obviously quite far. And Beckham needs to look good. That's quite yeah. cute though, him doing. Mm. That. Yeah, and, and but he thought, oh crap, they maybe the club puts on everything for you, and he didn't want to look like an idiot, so he said to. I presume his wife, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll just take the little bag, I'm sure they've sorted me out with everything. And he turned up and then, of course, everyone's saying, well, where's the rest of your stuff? And yeah. they'd already sorted... Carry on, carry on already. Yeah. All their stuff had been and, taken and is that away. What, is that where the sarong came in? Yeah, maybe. He to borrow someone's clothes. <laughs> no, no, he, 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 was wearing, he turned up wearing that. <laughs> okay, and, uh, right. <laughs> and so then he said, his introduction to a lot of his teammates was walking down the aisle of the plane, asking people, oh, sorry, you don't have a spare such and such, I could borrow it. That's that brilliant. Kind of stuff. Very <laughs> that nice. Was his introduction I mean, if David Beckham gives you a bin bag of stuff, take it. It's yeah. Probably yeah. got nice aftershave in it, mm. lots of nice stuff. If Jamie Vardy tells you to get rid of a bin bag, <laughs> yeah. do it Just and do not look at it. Chuck that in a river or something. Yeah. 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 In an extremely I mean, deep river. Yeah. The thing is, if David Beckham starts doing it, everyone will do it. That's the thing. That's you know, right. it's, the trend is set then. Especially Ollie Holt. Do you remember when Beckham was like regarded as being actually very stupid? He's yeah, he's, yeah. he's had such changed? a long career. I think it has massively. Now okay. he's become a dad, and now he's like all responsible and that. I think people yeah, respect him. I agree. Yeah. Dad, we don't hear him speak as often. He was yeah. a dad at about twenty three, twenty four. Was yeah. he not? Well, repeated dad. He's, he's <laughs> definitely. He's definitely. You, I mean, only you only really see him in the public eye, of course. But he's definitely matured as a person, mm. Beckham. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think so. Is, I mean, is, is the darkness moulded him? Look, you, we're not allowed to talk <laughs> about Rooney coming back to the school. We're talking about David Beckham for crying out loud. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think he could do it. I, I, I would give him a run out against Malta. Yeah. Crouch him top, get him whipping balls in. I'd oh. bring him on for penalty corners. But uh, <laughs> Jermaine Defoe um, did say that it was strange not to have uh, Rooney around the camp, and I love that. Yeah, he's not here, but I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my food around, isn't there? I'm not sure if you know, but I'm actually older than Wayne Rooney. So that's, not, that's, a measure of, that's a measure of how well I look after myself. Mm, yeah, the vegan <laughs> diet, ladies and gentlemen. Scored fairly recently for England Defoe, of course. He did, yeah. yeah. What a story that was. Because um, Gareth Southgate has made the point, hasn't he, that um, you know, mm. he wants his players uh, you know, within as much reason as possible to be playing regularly for their clubs. And the, the squad definitely reflects that. And I think that's something that England, you know, England fans have been calling for for a long time. It is, It's yeah. nice to see... Um, to see that perhaps being implemented. He doesn't. You, you are right, Jim. But um, to play devil's advocate, it doesn't reflect it completely because Gary Cahill's only had about fifteen minutes. Yeah, he's fresh. He's fresh. He's fresh. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I think just to build on Jim's point. I mean, we have, we have a situation in, in England where. Uh, in the past, players have just been picked because they. I mean, you, you see it as soon as they sign for a, a bigger club, they'll get picked in the English squad straight away. Not as good as the legendary <laughs> was it Neil McCann? Neil McCann. Neil McCann played for Hearts. He did and was brilliant for so so many seasons. Yeah, very pacey. Wasn't yeah, it? signed for Rangers straight in there. First yeah. cap. He didn't even <laughs> play for Rangers at that point. I think. Forgive me if this is wrong. He signed at, you know at the end of the season as as you know most most do and 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 so he could get set up during the summer and, and start playing for Rangers. And it was that international. It's a round of fixtures towards the end of the summer. I don't think the season has even started yet. And Craig Brown was like, ah, he's, he's a much better player now. Getting <laughs> <laughs> competitive ball. I think, I'm pretty sure that's correct, yeah. I've seen, okay, look, I understand what you're saying in, in, in the Scottish Premier League and all that. I've just seen him in training for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> he is going to blow your mind to bits. When he, w- Rangers 3, Rangers with bib zero. I mean, what a game that yeah. was, you know. <laughs> Very high standard. <laughs> he took those bibs yeah. apart. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so there we are. Oxley Chamberlain uh, is in is in the England squad, and he'll soon be in the Liverpool team. So he will. The, we're, we're going to get a lovely carriage clock. Yeah. Um, anyway, who's Vegas going to spend the forty million on? Well, have you <laughs> heard the news this morning? Um, apparently, there isn't any money to spend. I think we've made if the, if the Chamberlain deal goes through, it'll be twenty-seven million in profit. So that's a gym. That means there's no money. That means they either. Uh, um, are lying, yeah, or they they they've let Oxlade Chamberlain go for no money up front. Yeah, I mean it could well be that, can it? I mean, yeah. you know, we, we all know there's a lot of money sloshing around, and um, you know, it's impossible to know what money comes in where. Um, from you know, as we've said so many times, like the, the newspapers say, such and such cost forty million or whatever. We don't know, but it's. I mean, I, I find that unfathomable that well, there is, that there is I mean, money available. Most football is built on debt anyway. If you've got a guarantee that you've got you know five million coming in the next three years, you can borrow against that with mm. certain amounts of money. So like on on top of that, but so it just seems very strange that. Uh, but, but they're announcing that. But it's funny thing Unless about- Mike Ashley's taken over, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bread the, line all day. bets are off then. <laughs> um, the, the, oh, everyone gets a big mug. Yeah? <laughs> Something like yeah. that. Um, but we're recording this on the morning of deadline day, right? So, so there will be, there'll be things that will develop out throughout the day and the evening, of course. But last night's sort of revelation was that someone had posted a photo of Oxlade Chamberlain in a Liverpool training mm. kit mm-hmm. um, when he hasn't officially signed for them. Now, presumably that's because he just done the medical or something. Yeah. But I mean, oh, like promo video, promo video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuff, but yeah. surely they should be a little bit more careful than that, because because just just because the way the way that Arsenal are at the moment, and it's probably being made to be a lot worse than it actually is, and I completely understand that. Mm. But from a PR point of view, that's that's that looks mm. bad for a club of Arsenal. Size. I mean, it, uh, but I, to be honest, sure if you send if you send the player to the club. You can't really sort of have an Arsenal representative going, no, put Emirates over that badge, please. (laughs) He might as well be wearing a Liverpool kit on that performance on the weekend. eh? Nice. Lol. Um, But it was Paul Ince, wasn't it? It was Paul Ince, I think, the first time this happened, where he was pictured in a Man United shirt before he signed 
from West Ham. He posed and with they it. Went, yeah, and they, they, went, they yeah. went nuts about it. And I think that they the stigma is them, still from that. As they do. They got over it. But I guess back in those days, clearly there weren't camera phones and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Paul Instinct looked like a bit of a slap in the face because he posed for photos and was and they were able to be released when he hadn't officially signed for them. But, but you know, Oxlade-Chamberlain and Raheem Sterling, another player who's, who's in the England squad, of course, he's been linked to the move back to Arsenal. I mean... To Arsenal. Sorry, back... Yeah, sorry, uh, move to Arsenal from, from Man City. For me, I mean, I, again, this is going to sound like I'm being harsh towards Arsenal again, I guess, because of what I'm about to say. <laughs> but Raheem Sterling would be, have rocks in his head to go to Arsenal at this point. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't think there's actually any truth in the story. He, 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 yeah, I mean, it, I, I think part of the problem Arsenal might have had is, like, you know, players looking at the chaos around the club and thinking, you know, "Do I want to? Do yeah. I want to get involved in that?" I, w- I wouldn't be surprised to see a Lacazette transfer request today. The way the way things are going. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, as you, as you the, the point you made, one million. Yeah, the point you made uh, just just a minute ago is that it's it's probably not as bad as it looks, and that does tend to be the case, doesn't it? A, a lot of the yeah. time with the club in crisis, like one win sets you back on track so easily. But it it just it betrays a real lack of cohesion at the club. Like nothing seems to make any sense. There seems to be no joined up thinking at all about the you know the summer's transfer business. Would you mind the thing I find? Like worrying for them from their point of view is that these players. I mean, we talked earlier this, earlier this week about Oxley Chamberlain about how I think they'd be crazy to let him go, and you made the point fair that you know, he wants to go, and that's fine. And then mm. reports. I don't know if that, how much truth there is in them, but the reports that came out yesterday was that he turned in a massive pay rise to leave. So if if that's the case, and I've got no reason to believe it isn't, he wants to leave. Mm. Mustafi wants to leave, supposedly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sanchez Gab- Gabriel was. wanted to leave. Sanchez- Kieran Gibbs is gone. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you can, you can absolutely, and Gibbs is an international footballer. I mean, he's yeah. not had the best luck with injury, and, and potentially people will question his motivation and stuff. He's an international footballer who mm. also wants to leave but the he, club. He was, he's third in the pecking order at uh, his position, though. So I think that, that one's a bit of a, yeah, an isolated enough. case. But, but also, you've got Lucas Perez there, who's had a really t- tough time. And I know he's not a key player, but again, it, it furthers the point. There are a lot of unhappy players there. That, that, that cannot be good for the cohesion you need in, in a squad mentally. And it can't be a coincidence season. either. No, absolutely not. You want and, a bit and, of that, Draxler? You want you know what it does look like? It looks you know when a club have had loads of managers over you know over over a short period and there are signings from different regimes yeah. dotted about. Mm. It, it still looks like that despite Wenger having been there for so long. Although that can work for clubs like Chelsea who win titles in between. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's frustrating. When Depends you have on the level of the players. Obviously. Of course it does. Yeah, um, but yeah, Gibbs has gone to 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 be with Tony Pulis. Which and, and the joke's on him there because Tony Pulis only plays centre backs at fullback, so Gibbs is going to find. <laughs> On the bench again. <laughs> Gibbs will be like up front or something. Yeah. Mm. He's not a particularly robust player with his injury record, so mm. Pulis. But will Pulis literally squeeze something he uh, might better do. out? I can imagine him actually physically squeezing <laughs> him. Mm. <laughs> this is how you'll toughen up, son. But Gibbs is a player who's played at fullback for England on more than one occasion, so I mean, he, he clearly. He's got, he's got talent. He no clearly doubt. feels that he wants to, you know, wants to play more regularly mm. to give himself a chance to get yeah. back in there. I mean, because, it's, needs to. And it's a World Cup year, of course, which is part of the reason why we're doing this. Well, show, I, think, yeah. I think what, what Jim said at the start, you know, saying uh, what Gareth uh, Southgate said to the England players about you know you've you've really got to play to be in this squad. He's he's laid down the law. Now that might be quite difficult for Southgate when it comes to um, the World Cup or or in the build up to it. If a player like Raheem Sterling isn't playing much at Manchester City, does he drop? Well, he'll just pick him anyway. This is the point. I think he's saying this to kind of players uh, like Kieran Gibbs. You know, if you want to get back in the side, you know, start playing regularly. And uh, the, the the one who's been highlighted for this is Nathaniel Chalabar, of course, who's left Chelsea yeah. and gone to Watford. And, and Chalabar said in an interview, it was a big decision. He said he, all he knew, really, at the core of things was Chelsea. Um, the, the problem was he'd been uh, out on loan, I think, uh, was it five or six, six times? Six clubs, I think. Yeah. Six, mm. t- six yeah. clubs in five years or something like that. 
which is which is an all an enormous amount. He's still only twenty two for crying out yeah. loud. Yeah. And uh, and he said that the Chelsea were the club he supported. He grew up there. He came through their youth academy. It was a big decision to leave. It's. I mean, you are sort of leaving home. I know he's been around the country and he's been abroad. He went to Napoli very very briefly. Uh, but it, it's a big one. But but he's in the England squad he's now. He's, he's playing got, for um, Watford. You know, his career looks like it's if he's in a sense back on track. He's got forty under twenty one caps. <laughs> yeah, I think he's been capped. Some, I think ninety-seven times at, at uh, youth at, level. At youth level yeah, for England wow. throughout the ranks. Yeah, yeah. but he's got his uh, he's got his international cup. It'd be interesting if he, if he plays. I mean, away to Malta. I know England only beat Malta, I think, 2 0 at home, but you, you'd surely think give him 10 minutes or something yeah. at least. You know, <laughs> him and to... Beckham coming, coming <laughs> on that <later> on. <laughs> Spraying the passes to yeah. each other, you know, something like that. What do you think about the goalkeeper situation, though, Marcus? Well, it's because, interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because um, Butland didn't shower himself in glory last time out, did he? Yeah. Um, I mean, for, for Stoke, I mean, he didn't play brilliantly. Well, the, I think that the chat among a lot of journalists is that but, Butland will take over from, from mm. Joe Hart. Do you think that's why he started sort of spilling? Yeah. Know, like dropping well, the ball and giving away what? corners and stuff. It's what? just the spectre of England looming. <laughs> you, you say that, but the thing is, we obviously, the, the sister show we did on the concept about European football, we had James Horncastle on mm. this week, and it's, you know, it's obviously available now for people who want to go and subscribe, and I would recommend they do so. But he was saying, like, the Italian fan perception of Joe Hart is like he's a terrible keeper. Well, mm. I, I yeah. yeah. Like, he, he was really well, bad. Because he, he, he kept, he refused to save anything that was left hand side. Yeah, but, In but, one match, I think he did it four times. But do you think, Pete, the thing is, we because he's a goalkeeper and an English player who's gone abroad, we just really want him to be good so <laughs> yeah. bad that we'll give him a pass. I think some people actually quite liked him in Italy. The, I'm sure they, they liked, liked him. His, I just don't think he was. A, they thought he was very good. I think he I mean. was. I think he was slightly disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. they're sort of presumably holding everyone up to the standard of Gigi Buffon, right? <laughs> which which well, we can't really do. But, but, I, but, yeah. but the thing is, though, I think the England goalkeeper situation is quite healthy. Actually, okay, Hearts. Um, uh, a bit shaky, but he still he can still do a job for England in in net. Mm. I think his time as the number one England goalkeeper has finished now. Butland's a good goalkeeper, uh, and Jordan Pickford. Okay, he's pulled out with injury, but what a keeper he! Oh, however yeah. ridiculous England are at the back, it's it's rarely the keeper's fault. <laughs> it's, it's ra- the keeper's rarely the biggest problem mm. in the whole entire England setup. There are bigger problems. But yeah. there, having said that, I agree with you broadly. Yeah. But having said that, do you remember um, that Scott Carson? Thing against yeah. Croatia, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, and, there I, was, and there was a Rob Green one in the World yeah, Cup yeah. as well. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, David all, Seaman getting lobs. I mean, yeah. they've, they've all the got in them. They are still a problem. Yeah, no, <laughs> they've all got them in them. But I'm just saying that that uh, not I as think, much as the outfield I think players. maybe the other problems maybe weigh on their minds a little bit. I, I don't know. I think I think with I with Butland and and with Pickford. Well, Pickford's very young. As well, I, th- I think Pickford. you've got those two will vie for number one and two. And what I love about Tom Heaton is he's a great number three because he knows he's not the number one. Yeah. And he's knows he's pr- he probably think I'm not a number two really. So when you when he's given the number three or, or the you know the, the he's Pepe Reina, yeah, exactly. he's kind of like yeah. I'm just quite happy to be here. Yeah, and, mm. he, and he's a, he's a brilliant bloke. who's Tommy. I've met him before. A lovely fella. Uh, so uh, and a, a, a really good number three, I think there for, for England. So I think the keeper situation is is uh, quite. I agree healthy. with Pete. He's certainly not the, at the top of the priority list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, in, in, indeed, yeah. So so England could uh, find themselves. Uh, in, in already well, qualified in, in, in Russia as of next week. Yeah, mm. if they if they win both their games, they're in, they're in business. But I mean, there it is fine margins though because you obviously expect them to win it in, in Malta, and that'll give them uh, seventeen points. If Slovakia win, then England plays Slovakia at home. If England lose that game to Slovakia, they're suddenly second in the group because Slovakia mm. are only two points behind, mm. and then you're facing down the fact that you don't have enough games to catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, Necessarily, then you're in the playoff, and then who knows? I mean, England. I would hate to see England in a playoff. Oh, imagine it! Even though it'd be seeded, and we'd get someone bad, yeah. we'd, we'd probably still 
I mean, good penalty. We were a good account of ourselves. Of, of, Have of you getting, seen our seeding lately? <laughs> exactly. Well, true, exactly. England, England, would, England would finish third and Scotland would finish above them in the playoffs. That was <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, the goalkeeper situation, as I say, is probably looking good uh, for the future. Although one of the problems with England was lack of quality coaching and lack of quality coaches that England produces. Dis- disagree. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. After Southgate, who's up next? <laughs> Get, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> Paul, Paul Clement, probably. Yeah, well, maybe, yeah. chance. The list is as short as your pinky. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, this was very evident of the lack of quality coaching or coaches England producers at the recent UEFA Elite Coaches Forum that uh, that happened on the continent. Of course, the meeting is set up to give Europe's most influential coaches a chance to express their concerns and exchange views on the major issues facing European competition. A bit like on the continent, really, the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Um, Sir Alex Ferguson was acting as chair. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah, of course he was. In my mind, that's a big throne. <laughs> it's yeah, the yeah, Iron yeah. Throne. He's just yeah. sat up there. He's, he's <laughs> taking minutes. Yeah, just taking... Southgate. He's taking red wine. He's <laughs> sat up there. Yeah. <laughs> Having a lovely old time. Be, um, can you imagine how good the wine is at that yeah. place? Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, um, all those managers, all those celebrated managers <laughs> from all around Europe. In this situation, Sir Alex Ferguson is Dumbledore, basically. Yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's just the head of it. He's, he's sat there. He's drinking wine out of like the Premier League trophy yeah, or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. he's had one made. Yeah, <laughs> Carlos Kiros is fetching it for him. <laughs> uh, uh, Louis Van Gaal was present. Nice. Yeah. So he would be particularly sickened that he wasn't chief the chair. whip. Man, yeah. Louis Van Gaal, uh, chief whip. Yeah, he'd be telling everyone why they're in fact wrong. <laughs> You imagine doing, imagine yeah. doing a PowerPoint presentation about coaching in front of Louis van Gaal. It'd be about four hours. <laughs> yes, Lewis, what's the next question? Questions are for the end. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. So, yeah, Van Gaal was there. Um, was it Van Gaal or was it Ghost Van Gaal? Yeah. I, you, need, you need to make that very clear. It was a hologram of Van right. Gaal. I'll again. tell you who else was there. Uh, Pierre Luigi Colina. Yeah. Colina was there. Well, never yeah, yeah, he's taking him, minutes, surely. He's officiating the whole thing. He yeah. was keeping Van Gaal and the man who criticised his methods at Old Trafford so much, Jose Mourinho, was there. Oh. He's keeping them apart. It's like doing a Wedding planning. Put <laughs> yeah. there at the end. Opposite yeah. ends. I cannot have Jose next to Lewis. Yeah. You know what went on was very them in, in Iron Apple last summer. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zenadine Zidane was there, of course. Yeah. Uh, Leonardo Jardin, uh, the Monaco uh, manager. Massimo Allegri. And little Rafa Benitez. Yeah. What's your Newcastle representative? Champions League winner. Have some respect. Oh, little Rafa Benitez. Little Rafa yeah. Benitez. <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know about Rafa Benitez. Uh, that tells you everything you need to know about what Marcus thinks about the city of Newcastle as a whole <laughs> and I, your I, character. I suppose he was probably some kind of waiter waiting yeah. on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's another one. Yeah. As you say, Jose Mourinho. Where does he the, the fit wa- into the the waiters the were Kiroz, Brian Kidd, <laughs> Renny Mullenstein, <laughs> and uh, Rafa Benitez. <laughs> Steve McLaren. <laughs> Rafa Benitez puts a glass of wine in front of uh, Jose Mourinho. That's red wine. Fact. <laughs> Frank Ferguson, that's white wine. Fact. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Arsene, Arsene Wenger's absence was unexplained. Yeah, Pro- probably, he's probably got no problems. Jim, he's working with sign- all those signings, mate. He's got nothing to raise, no issues to raise. He probably <laughs> thought, he looked around in the room and thought, I can't learn anything here. <laughs> I can learn the, nothing here. The last, to be fair, the last, time they, the last time they had a big manager day real meeting, uh, Rafa kept on hitting up Arsene for some players. He's gone, <laughs> yeah. he's gone can I have a player? He's gone, have you got some money? <laughs> no. Chucky just yeah. passed him a napkin with a player of a name, a name's pl- name of a player and just underneath. Loan? Question mark? <laughs> 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 yeah. But it sounds like, a, like ripping it up, putting it in the <laughs> Sounds like a lovely old time. Mm. Oh, yeah. Everyone's speaking different languages, drinking red wine. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, that's great. Beautiful. We need to try and get in on this next time. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll start Sneak with the the waiting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, we'll start our coaching badges and go the long route, shall we? Precautions <laughs> <laughs> 11. Indeed, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk uh, a little bit more international football after this. Guys, we have a problem. The 
Boss said that's a new devil is arriving. <laughs> Strange not having him around the camp, but mm. there we are. Um, oh, and now it's time for correspondence with Peetles. It is time for correspondence with Peetles. That's me. Uh, hello to uh, Matt Alsop. <laughs> Pete, before you get into this, I just said the running order, just to give people a little bit on the curtain. Mar- <laughs> Why are you saying this? Marcus has put correspondence with Pete, make it a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Outrageous. Come on, these I are mean, the secrets of the show. We are literally at the, at the you know, <laughs> dangling by whatever the emails send us. Show at thefootballramble.com. All I'm asking for is the best of the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt Alsop says, Dear Ramblers, I've had an idea, too! Exclamation marks. Bring it on. At the end of each show, you play going for gold and the winner receives a point. However, I think it would be more interesting if instead of a point, the winner receives the player who they guessed. The aim of the game could be to, to create uh, the best six-a-side team by the end of the season, so whoever won the most games has the most players to choose from on the season finale you can present your chosen six aside team and Pete can decide the victor I think it's an excellent idea because I've already got a goalkeeper sorry to Jim who's got Jimmy Traore who's the email there? Matt Matt have you momentarily forgot who's in charge of the admin for this game? Because I tell you something now, it is hard enough as it is with with Monsieur Donaldson at the helm. Mate, we did not want to complicate. Who got you a studio at nine a.m.? Me. You did actually. Exactly. Make it a good one. (laughs) Josh says hi, fellas. Uh, Thank you for the rambling and keep it up. Uh, Just like to share a belated highlight of last weekend from the halftime analysis of Manchester United versus Leicester. Listening to Tim Sherwood in full seriousness, he suggested that the best way to break Leicester down was to take off Daily Blind and uh, bring on Marcus Rashford at left back. Yeah, I saw that. It was a screen shot of it <laughs> basically Tim Sherwood for some reason I don't know the context of this Tim Sherwood was in front of a touch screen with the Man right. United first 11 and he had Marcus Rashford at left back but it was completely wow. ridiculous I mean he's like, taken my advice too literally it's always nice to have a Marcus in there but don't crowbar <laughs> <like him. laughs> oh wow yeah um, I mean so Tim is, is our loss is really whatever media outlet he's on now's game pretty much yeah <laughs> pretty much Dan Blakemore a Man United fan says uh, greetings gents I wanted to share a lovely little anecdote about fatherhood with you uh, as entirely fabricated statistics show upwards of 70% of your listeners are fathers <laughs> we beat you <laughs> Shot, they ain't. I hope not. I hope not. Yeah. Uh, have a girl of uh, nearly five, a son of two, and twins on the way. Busy household. Uh, mm, yeah. uh, as a teacher with some free time in August, my wife and I thought it would be a good time to potty train the boy before the arrival of the twins and the impending inevitable chaos. Uh, despite uh, numerous reward charts, stickers, sweets, and toys, as thinly veiled bribery for nearly a week, we had no success. The grand finale of this failure saw him curl one out onto his bedroom carpet and then walk across the landing in little brown <laughs> footprints, footprints Imagine, uh, which times. resembled a dirty Easter bunny protest. My wife. Wife as I, uh, my wife and I were uh, very close to giving up and persevering with nappies until October. However, when contemplating my life over a brew, I had an epiphany. Flicking through Sky Sports and stumbling across the Premiership years, 2005-2006, specifically a Chelsea game. It was at that moment I made the seismic shift to my strategy and decided to go full Makaleli on the boy. <laughs> I literally man-marked him for two days solidly. Where he went, I went. Where he ran, I ran. I was touched li- I was touch tight. Potty in hand for four hours. The danger was completely sniffed out. It was a masterclass, and by the end of the period, we had pretty much mastered the art of toilet. There's Martin Keown-esque, that is. I know. Who yeah. would have thought that the Makaleli role would have such applications? Lovely stuff. Uh, Dan says, uh, <laughs> Man United fan, he says uh, at the end, uh, when I came in, my daughter said, said to me, who is Bar- Mark Bosnich, and why do you keep shouting his name in the garden? That's what it'll do to you. Yeah. That's what it'll do to you. Very well, nice. I, I like that. That sounds to me more like Martin Keown than, 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 than uh, Makaleli, personally. <laughs> okay. Martin Keown was a legendary man, Marcus. 
bit of a defender. Mm. He was very good, <laughs> good wasn't to he? Good he, was, to see. he was very good. Not, not so good as a pundit, but you ain't got time for that now. No. Indeed, yeah. uh, are we done, Peter? Uh, yeah. We're done. We got, uh, there was a lad in uh, Charles, uh, a lad called Charles, who's actually in Houston, Texas, and uh, he's in the middle of Hurricane Harvey, and uh, oh, he's kind of inc- obviously worrying whether he's going to lose his home, and he's checking the water from overflowing bayou every hour or so. Uh, he's basically waiting to uh, get his headphones on, pour himself some Ardberg, and sh- start the uh, uh, the football ramble and forgetting life for a little while. So, oh, uh, yeah, the football ramble's helping people get through some pretty tough times, I think, and I good, hope, uh, good to see. Mm. I hope everyone stays safe in Houston. Oh, we wish well, him all the best. Part of the world. Certainly we do, blimey. Um, let's talk, uh, let's go back to international football then. There's a, there, there is a thigh rubber on the weekend, and it's Spain versus Italy. Mm. It's always an interesting one between, between these two, apart from that final in, in Euro 2012 <laughs> where Spain hammered them. Mm. Um, I love this. They're so, also locked at the top of the, uh, the top of their group, aren't they're, they? They're both on 16 points. Yeah. Spain are top on goal difference after six matches. Uh, so one of those sides will go into the playoffs. So for crying out loud, England. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think England will be able to draw them because we'll be, we'll be inexplicably seeded. Do you think? Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah right, but okay. I mean, I, it's enough to keep one awake at night, so I do agree <laughs> with you. <laughs> if it's possible, we'll be a magnet for them. <laughs> it, depends yeah. who's in the, it depends who's in the pot for the playoffs. Because yeah. if England are in there and like France armed and a few others aren't, yeah. they'll go, yeah, no, we won't do the seeds this time. No, but, but to be fair though, England have had an absolute, I mean, in terms of the qualification group this time around, England have had an absolute Man United of a group, haven't they? Like a yeah. doozy. So Spain, Spain and Italy being drawn together is a, is a particularly tough one. It is, yeah. Um, Sergio Ramos, he shouldn't have to ask this, but he's asked the Bernabeu faithful because it's being played in Madrid not to boo Gerard Piquet. But you say he shouldn't have to ask this, but Piquet doesn't help himself. No, no, I know. Piquet's a bit of a <laughs> shit. But when, but when I say he shouldn't have to ask this, uh, that's on all fronts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. true. I mean? That's true. Yeah. I, lo- I love the fact that Ramos and Pique, they're such club men. You know, Pique is now synonymous with Barcelona, and obviously Ramos yeah. with Real Madrid. Both centre backs, tough uh, t- tackling centre backs, particularly Ramos, of course. They are loved by their fans. They're the type of players I would imagine that fans would love having them yeah. on their team, but mm. opposition fans would hate them. Yeah, so of course. On. But yeah. they come together with Spain and they've won so much together. They, yeah. They've played so well, but yet there is still that uh, animosity. But Pique is so chippy. I mean, it was, it, was, it was after Real Madrid won the first team to ever win back to back Champions League. And one three of one three and four seasons, and then PK says, "Well, for the first time, I think Real Madrid, you know, they might be better than Barcelona." It's like, well. Sticking the boot in, it's really petty <laughs> but that, to but say that. that. Actually, that's the sort of thing that means you're going to get booed at the Bernabeu. But yeah, true. <laughs> but that's kind of like, that was actually uh, a, a sort of shred of humility almost for PK, because that's how... But because of the way he is, it doesn't come across like that. Sure, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what but, you mean. But in terms of um, a more agreeable type uh, chaps, David Villa's been called up again. Oh, David beautiful. Villa. It's class. You called Jim. it. No, well, no, I, that was because I heard it happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I thought you, I you, thought you described were it. it. No, no, no. <laughs> you remembered it. Jim is, Jim is shooting the messenger there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and who knows? With Will, compliments. Will Bradley Wright Phillips get a call off as well? <laughs> uh, not for Spain, though. But yeah, he scored 60 goals in 87 MLS matches. So he's been he's been scoring. He's not one of I those. I mean, it's easier, isn't it? It is easier. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> and what we've learned from that is thinking about it, 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 it is quite a bit easier. To give him another mention, especially when you're one of the best players in the world. Yeah. <laughs> to give him another mention, Beckham managed all right international level <laughs> yeah. for a bit until that injury. But uh, what I was going to say, what I was saying about Vera is, in case anybody didn't know how he was getting on out in the states, he is actually playing well. Yes, it's easier, Luke. Of course it is. But he's not having a, a, a kind of. Um, he's not doing a pillow. He's not doing a pillow. He's putting the effort in, isn't but he? But he's earning his money. Yeah, the, the, great, the great thing about it is, of course, is that basically I understand that he's not played an awful lot of football and this may 
be part of the reason, but it doesn't quite fit in with my narrative, so I'm going to ignore it. <laughs> Diego Costa mm-hmm. is so much of a shit. He's not. They're picking David Villa ahead of him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's reminiscent of when Sami Nasri didn't get picked for France yeah. for being too much of an idiot. For France, <laughs> for, that, for that French squad. Too chippy. Yeah. Yes. How, how do you how do you stand out as an idiot in that French squad? Man, he had the wrong style sign. You know? <laughs> yeah, he probably did. Remember Dominic? Yeah, mm. I do. Yeah. He, he, was it Pires? He had a problem with particularly. I think it was Pires. Was it Pires? I think Maybe it, it was I think that, that might have been. been. He also didn't. He, Mexis. It, was it Philip Mexis as well? Possibly, that was yeah. another one. He proposed to his girlfriend, didn't he? After France went. Out of a tournament, yeah. or like in the post-match interview, he's, an absolute, he's an absolute character. Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain she said no as well. <laughs> <laughs> not now. Yeah, yeah, you, you called it. Yeah. yeah, his book was called Lonely at the Top. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, um, hey, when's it going to be translated? But Spain obviously do play Italy well on Saturday night, and mm. they're seventeen to twenty to, to beat Italy. So ten pound returns at eighteen pound fifty, including stake with uh, bet three six five. It's worth saying that David Villa is thirty five as well. Mm. You know, he's he's, uh, he's he's that's a I think that's a wonderful recall. He hasn't. Played since World Cup 2014 because that was when he retired from international football. Came out. Uh, Marcos uh, Alonso didn't make uh, the, the Spain squad as well. Yeah, the manager had a right pop at him as well. He, yeah. he didn't he? The manager said uh, we saw Marcos Alonso live and he was fine. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is some very poor man management. I'd rather, I'd rather he said, I'd rather, if it was me, I'd rather he said not my type of player. I'd yeah. rather he said that than he's, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, it's damning with fake <laughs> praise. Really it's, it's, it? it's like commenting on uh, what what a lady's wearing. How do I look? Fine. Yeah. No, <laughs> don't for crying out loud. Um, but I did like just briefly going back to David Villa. I loved what Sergio Ramos said. He said uh, about the the recall. He said it surprises all, but he's still young at heart. <laughs> <laughs> that makes him sound like he's like 60. Yeah. Yeah. Be, you know, like he's doing to... a jigsaw, like an old people's home or something. I'm sure he's got a couple of sprints left. Did, did, did Ramos just have a massive grin on his face during this, uh, this press conference where did, he's asking yeah. no one to boo PK and I, saying that? I, I don't know. Up. I will miss Ramos when he retires as a player. Can, can I get um, confirmation that Big Pep, Pepe Rain is in the squad? Of course he is. Yeah, yeah. There's time. always room for a cheerleader. Big time. <laughs> if, do you think if, if Ramos goes into management, I can see him getting sent off in the in the dugout as well because yeah. um, he's a, he's a very sort of hot tempered character, isn't he? As we know, yeah. I would lo- I'd love to to see him sort of start adding to his collection of red cards as a manager the, 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 as well. The, the, the real crime there, though, is currently, and I'd like to see this change. Currently, the managers don't get a red card; they just get yeah. sent to the stand. I agree with you, actually. which is stupid because you don't really know what the situation is. They should mm. blatantly get red. Yeah, well, Ramos would like have a, a bigger red card than the players. Yeah, red card. a, a manager should be one. folded up like a greeting. Card. One, one of those tacky Clinton cards greeting cards, <laughs> massive. Yeah. yeah. With a, with a little um, Care Bear on the front, red card. With a or little the, recorded the, voice message, isn't it? So as you open it, you're off. off. <laughs> the, the technical area itself should just turn red. <laughs> you're out. <laughs> you're <laughs> out of here. That, that, well, that is the future, Jim, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. The, the near future of modern football. Maybe they should just have a seat in the stands, wherever he's managing, say if he goes on to manage Real Madrid. Just, uh, always have a spare seat up there. Yeah. Because mm, you know he's probably going to occupy it at some point. <laughs> just have, you know, if there's a robbery in a bank, the things go down, like the shutters go down, just yeah. shut, shut them into the um, dugout. Into the dugout so they can't get <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. No, no, my my favourite thing about Sergio Ramos's red card count is that six of them have come against Barcelona. Yeah. Six. That's Most it. players don't get sent off that many times in their career. Or play against Barcelona that many times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean that that is astounding. It's amazing, yeah. isn't it? My goodness. I can't wait to get him in the dugout at Atletico Madrid. <laughs> 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 That's the kind of dugout it is. Yeah, damn right. Uh, we've obviously talked about David Villa there, who who did retire from international football. He's come back. Rooney's retired from from international football. Of course, Tim Vickery wrote a great piece about South American players in light of Rooney retiring from the international scene. Now he wasn't. It, it, I must make this absolutely clear. He wasn't criticising Rooney or the likes of Alan Shearer and Paul Scholes who retired earlier in their careers. 
But he was actually using that to highlight the great commitment from South American players who, who consistently make long-haul flights across oh, yeah. the Atlantic. Mm. And even when they get to the continent, you know, if you're in Chile in Santiago and you're playing away in Brazil or Colombia, they're flipping long-haul well, flights as well. The commitment that those uh, players go into, it's well worth um, looking at that, uh, that article. It's an, interest, it's an interesting and important piece because I think it's not, not enough is made of this. I mean, mm. if, you, if you're a Premier League-based player and you are of South American or, say, Asia, East Asian descent... Mm. I mean, the commitment is incredible. Yeah. It's, it's 14 hours to Buenos Aires from mm. London. And that's, as you say, before you go anywhere else. Because if you have to meet up with the squad, yeah, you might have to do another flight beyond that to play an away mm. game. And South America's huge. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. Tw- it's 12 hours to Tokyo, give or take. Um, I know they get a lot of uh, benefit in terms of flying privately a lot of time and, and, and great travel and stuff. But, I mean, it, takes, it must take it out of you. Mm. And, you know, someone like... I've seen in the past, someone like, I think when Carlos Tevez was playing in, in the Premier League, he would go with Argentina to for a World Cup qualifier or whatever, he put on the bench. Yeah. Go there, yeah, fly yeah. all the way there, train for however many days, mm. on the bench, fly home again. But I, I, don't know how your body would... I don't know how your body adjusts. I mean, just on jet lag. But it's mad. Just because... on jet lag, I'd be Exactly. It's, it must be very, very tough. But the, but the club will then say to the player or to the manager of the international team, it's a friendly or whatever. Mm-hmm. We only want him to play 45 minutes or we don't really want him to play much because he's maybe just come back from an injury. Mm. So, it's literally, if, yeah, if yeah, he pulls out the that? squad, people are going to have a pop at <laughs> well, him. He may think to himself... You know what? I could go on a bender for a few days. That's very cynical. Um, well, well the, the one thing that uh, Stephen Gerrard had a problem with in the MLS was the flying. Yeah. Uh, you're not allowed to fly privately; you have to fly commercially. And so they do a lot of flying all around the country. So, so you know, Vier's oh, really? probably going to have that situation. Yeah. Uh, mm. um, he's done a lot of flying already. To this give year. him yet another mention. Beckham <laughs> did fly back from um, Los Angeles. To, yeah, and to the England. LA Galaxy fans hated him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, international football, you can't. Um, <laughs> do you know um, one of the good things about all this stuff? Is a player who has had to go down to Brazil with his old uh, Philip Coutinho. Yeah. yeah. Looks a million bucks, doesn't he? He's been past fit, Jim, and he? He has. Yeah. Is, is yeah. Age, <laughs> Such bad timing for him, isn't it? His, his, agent, his, agent, his agent, not even his agent, could get away with carry on saying he's got a bad back. Like, no, no, no. It was, um, it, was caused, it was actually caused by stress. And he's fine now. He's back in his home country. If he's got a back injury, I'd hate to see him when he's fit. Well, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe they'll have a get, stressful flight home. Yeah. yeah. Get him on a tonight. Our flight. Yeah, that's all he needs. <laughs> he ever some sort of revolutionary treatment on the plane home. Or something? <laughs> that uh, air pressure really is yeah. one's wonders for a bad back. The way, the well, way supports he trots the back, doesn't it? You know, indeed. Where the way he trots off the plane, the, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm feeling much better now. It's that samba spirit. That's no, I love me. it. I love it's the, the element hand cream on the BF flight. <laughs> I, love I love it. The idea of him walking off the plane, like feeling like a million dollars, and his agent just hitting him. No, you got burp, burp. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stoop, yeah. man. Stoop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but you know, Brazil have got some squad at the moment, haven't they? Yeah. I was looking. At this, I know this. You know, Brazil have got some good players, you know. Whoopee! But um, the, you know, when you when <laughs> Can you I clip that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no doubt that'll uh, come back to bite me on the bot bot. But uh, in Russia next summer, uh, they, they, they. I mean, we remember what happened last time, <laughs> uh, which is why I'm being quite coy. But you look at the side. I mean, look at the front three that they could have. I'm, I'm not quite sure how they'll sort of set up and so on. But Neymar, for crying out loud, Firmino. Jesus. Mm, yeah. well, I, I mean, the well, sessions. It, yeah. <laughs> it's so dynamic, Jim. Mm. And then behind them, uh, the likes of Willian, uh, Casemiro as well. Even Coutinho. I mean, it's, it's yeah. delish. Paulinho's in there as well. On merit. On merit. He's been, he's been really uh, important for them. Mm. Um, I was, you mentioned Tim Vickery earlier. I, I was speaking to Tim a, a few weeks ago talking about Brazil and 
and this crop of players they've got and, and Paulinho has been really important for them uh, despite all the chat about it being you know, in quotes laughable how much he's cost to go back to Barcelona to go to Barcelona but um, you've got to understand Brazil are on a real journey I mean since, yeah. since this, this humiliation by, you know, in their own words um, in the World Cup last time around on, on their own patch they, they do look very very determined to do something in Russia next summer mm-hmm. and rightly so because they're Brazil but in light of what went on I think it's got added significance for them and, and they're 7-1 to one third favourites for next year's World Cup with Better365 so £10 will return £80 including stake um, they're, they're third favourites behind Germany and interestingly enough France Fitting that they're mm. seven to one. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> Very good. Uh, but I think them winning the uh, Olympic gold medal in Brazil or beating Germany in the final, people think we oh, don't care about that. They well, they do. did. Yeah, they they do, never yeah. won that, uh, you that, know, that tournament. On that seven one thing, uh, Mark Chapman on the uh, Ramble Meets I did with him a few months ago told a funny story. He was actually there, obviously, with the BBC for that. And um, after the game, it was an absolute ghost town. They'd just been beaten seven one their own patch. Mm. And he said um, <laughs> he walked into a restaurant, it was hammering it down with rain. Walked into a restaurant to try and get some food um, after the game with his team. Mm. With uh, it was him, and there, there were seven of them. And he was walking into there because he doesn't speak any Portuguese. Just holding up seven fingers, <laughs> <laughs> and they were giving him like a barrel load of abuse. And he was like, "What?" And he realised, "Oh, I shouldn't really be doing that." The six plus one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's going to be the South American qualifiers because Brazil, I think. Um, are they already there? Maybe I think in Russian, so they can they can take it easy. Yeah, I believe they qualified already. Uh, you know, um, so again, some of the Brazilian players they don't need to go back down there, but it could be a little excuse for a bit of party time. Yeah, and why not? Eh? Why the bloody well, Diego Costa's made the effort, hasn't he? Indeed, he has. He's, can't already, play for them. he's already there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spanish international, of course. Though. Yeah. It's worth remembering. Uh, Luke, what is our best bet with Bet Three Six Five? Our best bet with Bet Three Six Five. It's big news here, chaps. Right. I'm taking matters into my own hands what? this week. Yeah. Well, uh, there's, no one's occupied the hot seat for very long so far this season. I thought it's an international break. I'll give the listeners a bit of time off. This is what the international break is all about. Like, you know, bigger players setting an example to the younger lot. Well, I, see what, I see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite my motivation behind it. <laughs> but, um, I thought, yeah, I thought I'd give it a go myself. Um, so I'm going for over three and a half goals, so four goals or more mm. in the Malta v England game on Friday night at five to six. Um, it's going to be a Friday night party. Mm. Now, I'm thinking the two all. <laughs> I was going to say you didn't specify who no, the goals just, are just going to. No, just has to be four goals or more. That's fi- very wise. Our fifty pounds will return ninety-one pounds sixty-seven, including stake, with all proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK. You must be over the age of eighteen to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information on that, go to gamblerware.co.uk. That's four goals or more. Um, in um, uh, Malta versus England is our best bet with Bet365. Wonderful. Smashing. Any more for any more international chat? Do we have time? San Marino versus Northern Ireland? No? No. Look okay. The ri- original whipping boys. San Marino. <laughs> the original one. Classic. Yeah. Um, chat, any quick shout for Alexis Sanchez? He's, he's off to Chile, isn't he? He's gone. I'd imagine so. When he comes back, will he be playing for a different club, Jim? Who knows? I mean, presumably, how are they going to do medicals and stuff like that? Wherever these well, if players he's, are if going to go. If he's playing, <laughs> it's yeah, he's yeah, be all right. Yeah, yeah but you, you still want, you can't. You, that South American air, instantly <laughs> it hits yeah. you. You are fit. Man City may well be from the Harry Redknapp school of thought when it comes to medicals. It's deadline day. Let's just worry about that later.
get it through the door. As soon as, as, soon as you're off the plane, you're dancing. Yeah. yeah. By the way, actually, yeah. genuinely, if he stayed at Arsenal because he failed a medical at City, that would it would be so <laughs> funny. It would be worth all yeah. the, the drama. But then still refuse to play. <laughs> well, I failed a medical. I'm obviously injured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Alex has a, Alexis Sanchez is so angry his muscles probably must be so taut <laughs> and tight at the moment. He's just furious all the time at everyone. Yeah. Um, there was a, there was a Arsenal fan did an emotional heartfelt plea online, didn't he? A song. I haven't the, seen it. He's, done, he's done a few though, hasn't he? That young lad. To the theme tune of um, yeah, it's not his first one. Sure, no. Stay by E17. Yeah. Well, check out. Um, yeah, Alexis may well be a, a player for a different club by the time. He well, comes I don't from. know. Maybe that will swing it. Yeah, what? Yeah, okay, maybe it will, yeah. Oh, maybe mm. it'll happen. Just scrolling through YouTube <laughs> on this way to the meeting to sign. Do you yeah. know what? I'm sticking around. Yeah. Well, by the time people hear this, they'll know, won't they? They will. They they'll will know, they, but they will be very much looking forward to the international uh, fixtures on the weekend. Um, little tip for you. Croatia at home to Kosovo could be tasty. Uh, yeah, mm. Definitely. And, and also, in the words of Graham Taylor, you know, England v Malta, England v Slovakia, put your feet in front feet up. <laughs> Put your feet up in front of the telly and have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> That's Graham Taylor, wasn't it? it was, yeah. I, I expect England to win. Yeah. Put your feet up in front of the telly and have a good time. Oh, that's yeah. the greatest ever magic quote. And we will end on that. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. It's been a pleasure. We'll be back next week with more international football. Mm. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Petey. Stay now. It's goodbye from me. 